0: the footsteps of Jesus from down under welcome to the program i'm very happy to be with you today and please stay with us don't go anywhere i will start today with a song entitled uh, step into the waters by uh, Melashenko family and after that we'll um, play the second part of uh, Samuel's story Step into the water, wade out a little bit deeper, Wet your feet in the water of His love.
1: Time We square our shoulders back, raise our swords to fight. For the Bible is our weapon, and the Spirit is our shield. The church needs more of its members to be workers in the field. Step into the water. Raises to the Lamb of God There is victory for the Christian Who walks a narrow way There has been a prize appointed For the soul that does not stray Oh, I want to live for Jesus Be
2: all that I should be So that I can rest with Him
1: forever Live eternally Water of his love, step into the water, lay out a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of
0: the footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. Welcome back to the second part of uh, Samuel Sidata's story. Last week uh, we were um, able to listen to an amazing story uh, where uh, Samuel is sharing with us his uh, upbringing and his walk with Jesus. Uh, just because of our time is so limited and we couldn't fit it in one session, we decided to do a second program. And uh, this time, because Samuel is um, quite a busy man, and if you listen to our program uh, before, he's uh, a cardiologist uh, and he's quite busy traveling around uh, in Australia. Uh, and Damwin I rang Sam, and uh, we are over the phone recording this this second part. Hi, Sam, can you hear us?
3: Yes, I can uh, clearly hear you, Nick. And thanks very much for inviting me again to, uh, to share about how God has led our lives.
0: That's very good, Sam, and uh, look, I'm very happy that you could take a bit of time to share with us uh, about your uh, walk with Jesus. Yeah, take, Absolutely. Us, take us through, please.
3: Yeah, so, uh, you know, last week I shared about how that when we take our life and when we make a bold decision to go out and to dare with Christ, then, uh, he really looks after you. Uh, surely this doesn't mean a life, uh, that is full of riches or a glorious life, uh, all the time, but you have a sense of peace that, uh, God is looking after you. I think that is the most important thing that I just would like to highlight, uh, from my earlier story. Absolutely. Uh, and I suppose in, in my daily life, uh, I have come to witness that uh you know the spiritual need is something that uh we all uh, should cultivate uh and I believe with all of my heart that uh, the presence of God in our life is indeed very critical let me just give you one example of my story mm. uh so one day i remembered i was referred a uh, patient uh she is a very uh, nice lady. She is in her 70s and she was referred to me because she had uh, long standing uh, hypertension. Now, the problem was the hypertension was not just a usual hypertension. This is really high. In fact, she was having persistently systolic blood pressure in the range of 190 to 220. Uh, pretty much for the last eight months before she came to see me. Mm -hmm. And the doctor has tried various medications on her, uh, but either she wasn't responding to it or she just did not tolerate the medications really well. And out of the desperation, her GP sent her to me uh, because... Uh, you know, if there is any trick up my sleeve or if she's actually requiring further invasive therapy for a, for her hypertension. So she came and I remembered, let's just call her name Jenny. So I spoke to Jenny and mm. I began taking history, asking, you know, the list of her medications, etc. And uh, as as we continued in our conversation... I, I sense a voice within my heart that was compelling me to ask deeper than just usual medical questions. Now, before I go to my practice or before I start my day to day activities, I always, you know, say my prayer and I ask God to make me the agents of life. Uh, that I may be able to minister to someone's needs,
2: mm. be
3: it physically or spiritually, on that day. And so that has been my habit, pretty much. And uh, that moment, I seem to have this tugging in my heart to speak to her a little bit more.
2: Mm.
3: So I asked her this question. Look, uh, Jenny, uh, may I ask you a question? When this problem started eight months ago, did you have any certain life changing events that might influence you know this uh, difficult to treat blood pressure in your life? So it was, uh, then it became a deafening silence. Mm. She didn't say a word and then I saw that tears started running down her cheeks and she began to sob uncontrollably. Mm. So after allowing, you know, moments for her to regain her composure, she then began to tell me the story, how that her daughter just passed away at that time wow. after having, you know, a several months history of terminal cancer. So she was really devastated by the loss of her only daughter. She's got three children, two sons and one daughter. So that really took her uh, by surprise, and uh, about you know several weeks later, then her husband passed away. So really, she was hit by two deaths in the family. That was pretty sudden, and that threw her into spiraling depression. Mm. And uh, and I suppose that's when the blood pressure issue started. And so she. After telling me those stories, she turned to me and said, "You know what, Sam? To be honest, you are the first doctor that has ever asked this question to me." And uh, and that really threw me. Had I had I sort of tried to brush her off during the history taking? Because ultimately, when I see patients, you know, there were quite a lot of patients and. You know, uh if if time was my limiting factor and I refused to ask her these questions, then I probably would have missed mm. this important opportunity to address her needs. Right. So then, you know, I I prescribed, you know, several medications and I said, look, you know what? I'm not going to pursue a more aggressive or invasive treatment for your blood pressure yet. Let's just try these medications and see how we go. And then at the end of the consultation, I asked her, again, I felt this prompting in my heart, and I asked her, look, you know what, Jenny, Uh, would it be an offense for you if I pray for you?
2: Mm.
3: Now, I understand that in Australia, this kind of conversation is quite sensitive, so I just want to make sure that she is quite comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, uh, please pray for me. So we began to pray, and I asked God to bless her and to bless the medications, and also to just help her in her day-to-day living. You know, at the end of the consultation, I could see that her facial expression changed. You know, I could see that there was that radiance that, you know, started appearing in her face. Anyway, I said to her, look, Jenny, I want to see you again in three months' time, and unless there is more pressing issues. So we said goodbye, and then three months later, she did not come back. In fact, she, sorry, actually, I asked to see her within a month's time, but she did not come back until three to four months later. Mm. So I was wondering what happened, and I thought, oh, you know what, Uh, maybe she's got some, you know, sickness or what, And, and I was a little bit concerned. But when I saw her, She was a completely different person. Uh, She was, you know, much happier and she was, you know, she was in much good shape, put it that way. And I began asking her, look, you know, why did you miss your, you know, appointment in one month? Mm -hmm. So she began telling me uh, her stories. Basically, what happened was, short after our consultation, uh, she was diagnosed with bowel cancer, and then she needed to undergo surgery, and uh, and basically she had to undergo several medication changes. Mm-hmm. In fact, she did not tolerate the medication that I gave her, but the things that are interesting was that her blood pressure was no longer high. Mm. In fact, when I saw her on that day, when I measured her blood pressure, her blood pressure was only 120 to 130.
0: And, which, you, and Sam, just interrupting you a little bit there, and you mentioned mm-hmm. a bit earlier that, uh, yeah, her uh, uh, blood pressure was quite uh, high, yeah, blood and it was needed a sort of intervention to uh, bring it down, and you mentioned something about, the, you know, some sort of surgery, whatever was, uh, I can't remember exactly, which mm-hmm. she didn't need to go.
3: Yeah, that's right. So so we did not need to undergo, It's it's not a surgery, it's more like, an invasive procedure whereby we deliver some therapy to her kidney artery, basically, uh-huh. but it's it's slightly invasive and carries small risk, obviously. Okay. But uh, but uh, you know, just within three months, her blood pressure went down from two hundred twenty to normal, pretty much for her age. So that was surprising. Now, to be honest, to this date, I could not explain that. I mean, I don't know whether my my prayer helped, you know, the other doctors to finally diagnose her with bowel cancer mm-hmm. or whether, you know, my prayer helped her to be more sensitive to other medications or, or what. But to be honest, that is not the point. And, and you know what? I'm not interested in finding that out, mm. but really what I would like to highlight through this story is that God is still operates in this modern day. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, God still works in people's lives in a mysterious way. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, this is something that I encountered again and again in my practice, that presence of God in one's life certainly brings a richer dimension to that person's lives. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, the story of Jenny is just one of the story. you know I personally believe with all of my heart that one of the problem we have in the society today in terms of fighting drug addiction mm-hmm. or, or overcoming depression etc is because uh, we often neglect the spiritual aspect in our treatment and, and, and I believe this is something that is important for us to address. In everyday lives, you know, I I have come across so many patients that the reason why they are unable to change their lifestyle is because they just don't have power within themselves. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's quite interesting if you look into Alcoholic Anonymous, for example, uh, the very first law so to quote unquote or the very first commandment or rule of alcoholic anonymous is acknowledged that you don't have power within yourself to change and that is so true isn't it because the the only power that can transform us is not a power from within but power from above you know what i mean absolutely and 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 that's why i believe that the presence of God in our life is so, so critical. Mm. And, uh, and and that is something that I've come across, you know, I- I- in my practice.
0: Mm. And Sam, you're just um, sharing with us, you know, how important it is to listen to the concerns of uh, our neighbor, to say so. You know, in your case, your, uh, your patient. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to touch on some other things, you know, because you discover something in her life which, if you wouldn't ask that question and if you wouldn't go a step further, you wouldn't be able to find out about her uh, life story, uh, about her condition.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, Nick. And, mm. and this is, well, you know, we, we live in a busy, you know, we all live a busy life, don't we? You know, uh, we all just have 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And, and, but at times you know, in our society, we live a fairly individualistic life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like if you cannot do something for me, in a sense, then, you know, I, I probably will just maintain a distance from you. And this yes. is the reality of our modern-day living. These That's days. so
0: true. That's so true, Sam. Uh,
3: but But I believe that, you know, being a Christian enables you to be more sensitive to other people's needs. Because we know that we don't just live for ourselves, do we? We know that the reason for our existence is because God has first imparted his grace upon us. And that grace that we have come to experience will naturally uh, flow out of our life to touch other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, coming back to my story, in fact, you don't have to become, you know, a doctor or you don't, even have to become something that you deem to be of significance before you are able to share Christ Mm -hmm. uh, and touch someone's lives. You can be Anybody, you know, you uh, you can be uh, uh, another office worker. You can be uh, a butcher. You can be a uh, uh, you can be a builder, a bricklayer, or whatever occupation that you have.
0: A carpenter like be, myself, <laughs> uh,
3: even a carpenter <laughs> like yourself. That's right, and 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 you can touch people's life in an amazing way, provided we are connected with Jesus and bring Him into our daily lives. You see, we don't have to pretend to be someone else because we are special in God's image. You see, God has created us special and and the Bible says that we were created in His image. Amen. So therefore, what we just need to do when we have a close relationship with Him is just reflecting that relationship that we have daily with Him to other people's lives. And people can straight away sense whether this person is genuine or whether this person is generally interested or not. And that's all we need to do. Mm. When we when we truly care for someone, uh, that will be reflected in our conversation, and God can work through that, I believe.
0: Mm. Very true, Sam. L- uh, Sam, what I would like you to share with us, if you can, in a couple of minutes, um, how do you combine your uh, busy life, being a doctor and uh, being part of people's suffering, you know? But how you combine that with your spiritual life and with your time for God? Tell me a little bit.
3: Sure. Well, first of all, Nick, we all know that uh, regardless whether you're rich or poor or whatever your intellectual level or your profession, we are all given 24 hours, isn't it? Mm. Just because someone is rich, it doesn't make them have... 25 hours or 26 hours a day. We all, we all have only 24 hour a day and therefore what uh, I normally try to do is make priority in my life
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, and it is important and and I normally start my day in the morning with a prayer and mm. devotional reading including the bible mm. and uh, and so I just try to make a time every day You know, uh, and it, you know, probably about half an hour to one hour in the morning just before I start all my daily activities and just to connect and reconnect again with Christ. Now, it's quite fascinating. People would think that, you know, if you, you know, allocate time for this thing, then uh, it, you know, it takes away time from other things. But Mm -hmm. what I find is actually quite, uh, you know, contrary. When we decide, every day, each morning, to make God as your first, your last and the best, He actually makes the day work for you.
0: Amen. It's so you true. Know? It's so true, Sam.
3: Exactly. Uh. He He can multiply your time. He can multiply your intelligence. He can multiply your effectiveness. Yeah, to work. be more
0: effective. That's right.
3: Exactly. And, and that's what I find whenever I make Him as my priority. But when I let that slip, that's when things started to spiral down out of control, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: And
3: and I I believe that's why it's important uh, for us to spend every day in the morning, and in fact I also do spend every day in the evening before I sleep, mm. uh, again with Christ, just to read from His words. and And you know, having this actually creates a balance and reach a dimension in my life and uh and secondly, you know trying to uh, h- how do I juggle this in workplace? I guess at times I find even for Christians you know uh, we feel that we can lead a double life, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a different person at home, we're a different person at, at work, work, we're a yes. different person in the church, we're a different person in the social group, etc. Well, that is that I find always is a problem. You, you see, we don't have to pretend to be someone else, you know, because as I said, when we have Jesus in our heart, then we know he already made us special. Amen and therefore we don't have to pretend to be someone that we aren't and as i said when we start our day with god then he makes the day work and he makes us work somehow somewhere and in fact for me personally dealing with sickness and death every day i believe being a good christian makes me a better doctor as well mm, you see you see if i if i were just a doctor just treating illness then either I win or I lose. You Mm -hmm. know, if patients get better, Mm -hmm. then I win. If patients don't get better, or even worse, if patients, you know, die, Mm -hmm. then I lose. But as a Christian, I have a completely different perspective. If I have the opportunity and I am able to share about the love of Christ with that particular individual, then I know that I'm I'm always a winner Mm -hmm. because uh, Jesus is the only one who can give you eternal life. And the knowledge of that gives me a sense of peace and confidence in my
0: workplace. Ah, That's so true. And as you said a bit earlier, um, Sam, I remember um, about Martin Luther, you know, one of the great reformers. uh, And um, he had a, a... a practice. And he said when he was the busiest, he used to have mm-hmm. one hour in the morning as a devotion. And when mm-hmm. he was the busiest, he used to spend two hours. Yeah, that's he was right. not considering losing uh, his time, but actually gaining. That's so mm-hmm.
3: true. Amen. Amen. Mm. That's right, Nick.
0: Yeah, that's so wonderful. Uh, Sam, um, just before we, we close, uh, I would like you to, now I know that you, a part of being busy at work, you have a nice family, a wife, and, uh, how many children do you have, Sam?
3: Oh, I have, I have two girls, Nick. That's right, yeah. And they keep uh, you busy too.
2: And, they keep oh, you they
3: busy. Keep, they keep me busy as well. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what, it, and, and therefore being, you know, a family man myself, the, the more, you know, I I need to develop a closer relationship with God, isn't it? Because, because you know, I want I want my children and my family to be able to see Jesus
0: and to be in a Ro- and through to me to be a role model. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's so true. And saying that, uh, what is your um, what is your advice or what is your uh, point of encouraging for the people who are? listening to this program. We are doing this because um, uh, when uh, when we thought about having a program like this in the footsteps of Jesus sharing our stories, sharing our testimonies, share, sharing our walk with Jesus. I was thinking this it's very important for the listeners. What is the message which you like to to deliver to our listeners at the end of this uh, this program?
3: Sure, Nick. Well, uh, to our listeners, as I mentioned previously, it is absolutely important for us to develop that closer connection with Christ. Now, obviously, you know, different uh, people are at different stages of their relationship with Jesus. For those of you who have not experienced this or who only started to experience this, I just want to encourage you to come and taste to see that the lord is good Mm. and uh, and i want to challenge you to bow down on your to bow your head down on your knees and say lord i do not know you yet probably for some of you or i'm only starting to know you please come into my life and transform my life Mm. uh god will not turn down such prayer so for those of you who are at that life stage i want to encourage you to do that for those of you who may have been Christian for some time but you know your love has grown cold, I want to encourage you also to open your heart to Christ tonight and and say to him, "Lord, I have not experienced you in a personal way. Mm. Uh, please help me to do so. Beginning to read your beginning to read the word of God, beginning to read your Bible again and see how God can transform your life." Now, I know that You know, it is not easy to suddenly spend half an hour to one hour Mm. straight away in the word of God. Obviously, I mean, you know, imagine if you have been starving for forty days, (laughs) and then I take you to a uh, a restaurant, and it's a and it's a buffet restaurant. (laughs) You know, what what would I offer you? You know, to uh, quench your or to satisfy your hunger? Would I take you know uh three plates of veggie burger, you know i would I take uh ten plates of salad, etc, to feed you probably wouldn't be able to tolerate it, wouldn't you?
0: Of course, uh, you know we'll, we'll you'll make only... it even worse
3: <laughs> yeah that's that's right, you know so so when you have been starving of the word of God or when your relationship has grown cold, you know, I would encourage you to spend maybe five to ten minutes a day to start with. With God, Mm. And then out of this small, bite-sized project or, you know, habit, then you can build on that relationship with Jesus. And for the other group of listeners, you probably have already had a strong relationship with Christ. And I just want to encourage you to continue in this journey. Mm. And as I mentioned, we actually do not have to pretend to be someone else that we aren't. God has already made us special in His image. And so what God is asking us to do is just reach out those people in our surrounding.
0: That's wonderful. And
3: and create an impact for their lives. Now, as I said, you don't necessarily have to preach the Word, you know, but by being sensitive to their needs, by being a helping hand for them, and if there is opportunity to pray for them, that is powerful you know because god can take that moment and transform it uh, according to his own time so that you know that's what i want to encourage listeners mm. tonight
0: thank you very much uh, sam and uh, we very much appreciate your time and your sharing and i pray that god will bless you and will continue to use you uh, in a mighty way because uh, yeah, uh, I learn from your story as you grow up, you know, in faith and as you, you've been changed and I've been myself so um, touched and I thank you for that. Um, and I wish you all God's blessings to you and your family, to your uh, wife and your daughters and I hope that uh, we'll have you back to share more because I'm I'm sure you have plenty of story to share with us. And thank you very much Nick. Yeah, and thank you certainly. Until then, all the best and keep safe walking in the footsteps of Jesus.
3: Thank you very much Nick likewise. God okay. bless.
0: God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.